In a world where people are famous for doing nothing, we're here to discover the ordinary individuals who take giant leaps to do something extraordinary. Welcome to Moving Forward. Hello, everyone. This is John Lim with Moving Forward, and today we have a very special episode. On this series, we talk a lot about the power of relationships, and I want to share with you the story of a relationship that had a great impact on me and countless thousands all over the world. Joining me today is Ron Lynch, and he's going to share with you that extraordinary story. How are you today, Ron? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, No, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us. So, Ron, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Can you tell our listeners uh, a little bit about you, where you're based out of, what do you do, and how long have you been doing it? Well, yeah, I'm in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, actually a suburb, Sandy. I work for the post office, Mm -hmm. and I've been there now just about seven months, so quite a short time. Oh, wow. Okay, so so you just started at the post office. So what did you do before then? I've been a manager in a car dealership for probably 20, 22 years now. Oh, that's fantastic. So how has that transition been working uh, you know, in a car dealership for that many years and then now uh, moving over to civil service? Well, uh, certainly the money is not as good. I'll give you that. But, <laughs> but uh, actually, I enjoy the work more than I did in the car dealership. Um, it just I, I left the car business because it was unfulfilling. At the end of the day... I couldn't look back and see anything I'd accomplished. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I quit that after many years, and um, my sister's a carrier, and she said, hey, give this a shot, see what you think. And so, yeah, I went and did that, and I've impacted more lives, I guess, which is what I was hoping for is to, to have some satisfaction. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like you have definitely had a great road, a great journey in just a short period of time. So, uh, Ron, I want to ask you, and for our listeners who are not yet familiar with your story, who is Matthew Flores, and how did he come into your life? <laughs> Matthew. Uh, he's a, a little boy, 12 years old, that lives in an apartment complex on one of the routes I serve. Now, I, um, being new in the Postal Service, I don't have a dedicated route. So I just do routes when somebody is off, either sick or vacation or something like that. And uh, one day, I just happened to be on this particular route, and as I was putting mail into the mailboxes in the apartment complex, I saw him sitting there reading advertisements. Mm. And so, like, uh, you know, watermelon, uh, $1.99 a pound, and, you know, that kind of thing. And I thought it was a little odd, but didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, and continued on my way. And then about five minutes after that, Matthew walked up to me and asked me if I had any more advertisements because he'd already read the ones he had. Well, had you, had you met Matthew before or was, this your, was that your first time uh, running into him? Yeah, I had never met Matthew before. That was definitely the first time I've met him. And so he asked you for more advertisements. Now, what was your reaction when he asked you for that? Well, I was a little surprised because most people don't want the advertisements. And here was a 12-year-old. Uh, asking for more. And so I just casually asked him, you know, why do you want the advertisements? And he said that he had nothing to read. He loved to read, enjoyed it, and would love to have any extra mail or advertisements that I had. Wow. And, um, you know, it's so interesting. And for those of you who are not familiar with the story, as I understand it, um, Matthew couldn't afford a bus pass. Is that correct? 
Yeah, that's right. You know, I, the first thought that came to my mind is, well, um, I asked him, why don't you uh, go to the library right. where they have plenty of books to read? And he told me at that time that he did not have the money for the bus fare. Wow. Wow. And so what did you do when he asked you for more advertisements? So I, I imagine that is probably one of the most unusual requests that you would get, <laughs> no matter how long you've been working for the post office. And, and we often refer to it as junk mail. I know it's your job to deliver it. And it's, you know, for, for the recipients, it's something that we usually filter out and put in the recycling bin. So what did you do when he asked you for this uh, unusual request? Well, to be honest with you, the first thought was that he wanted to do some sort of craft or something that he just wanted the paper, like maybe to make right. a, a yeah a paper mache or you know something like that. And um, obviously, I couldn't give him addressed mail, mm-hmm. and uh, there were some uh, bins there with junk mail already in them, but he, that, those were the ones he was already reading. Wow. So that intrigued me a little bit, and that's when I asked him, you know, well, what do you need the the paper for them because at first I thought it was again a craft right like yeah and so so what did you do since you couldn't give him mail that had been addressed to other people it, it, even if it's you know commercial advertisement so you know what did you do afterwards well he at that point uh, had walked away and I'm thinking you know I think my children are grown I think I still have some of their books Maybe I can get their books and bring them back. So I was hoping that he would come back mm-hmm. and um, then I could find out where he lived for sure. I knew what box was his by that point. Um, so as I'm sitting there uh, doing that, it occurred to me, wait a minute, I think I can take this a step further. I think I could probably – I had about 400 and some odd friends at the time on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I can actually ask my local friends here if they have books that they can contribute. And I bet you we can get this young man, you know, 40, 50 books. So what happened when you posted this on Facebook? Well, Matthew came back after a few minutes. And uh, by then I decided that's what I was going to do and asked him if his parent was around because I wanted to make sure that it was okay to take a picture of him and, and sure. give some information. And uh, he brought his mother back and she's Spanish speaking, doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. And so he translated, and I asked that question, and she said, yeah, go ahead. You can do that. Was she um, surprised by your response and what you were asking? I don't think she was really surprised at that point. I think the surprise came later for everybody. (laughs) And for our listeners, what happened? Uh, And I'm chomping at the bit. What happened when you posted this (laughs) on Facebook? Well, the funny thing about that is when I first posted it, I had the settings on private for only me because I had set myself something. And so nothing happened at first. And later that evening, I'm asking a friend of mine, have you seen this on your feed? Because nobody has liked this, not a single person. I can't believe that nobody wants to help this kid get some books. Yeah. And she said, no, I, you know, I haven't seen it. You better check your settings. So I did. And sure enough, it was private. Mm -hmm. So, I changed that, and that was probably about 8 o'clock in the evening on uh, July 23rd. Mm-hmm. And so I changed it and, uh, and, and went to bed. The next morning when I woke up, it had probably by then seven or 800 likes. Wow. And um, numerous shares. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> now people are, are kind of liking this. I, we're going to get this young man. 
you know, 50, 60 bucks. Right. And then well, what happened afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> it went on and on from there. And um, I haven't looked at it lately, but the last time I looked, there was uh, tens of thousands of shares and likes. And the, that was Friday. I collected some books from local people who had saw the post mm -hmm. and went over there Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Sunday morning, he had already received almost 200 books and obviously not through the mail. These were people who were local. Right. And at the time I asked his mother, I asked for permission to put his address on there. Mm -hmm. Again, thinking it wasn't going to go too far. And, um, so the local people that had responded had already came in with, you know, several hundred books. Um, at that point, uh, the local news station KSL somehow found out about it and asked if they could come over when I delivered the books that Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I had no problem with that and took them with me. And I asked Matthew, uh, there on camera, how many books did you have before we met just a couple days ago? And he literally had zero. He did not have a single book in the house. Hmm. And as I understand it, uh, Ron, you, you were able to secure the, uh, the the station that you work out of as sort of a hub for, for a lot of the books that were, were being sent out there. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, and, and the cool thing is the post office has been really good about this. One of the issues were because we started to get so big um, – I took his address off, edited that out, and used the, the post office address. What that did was create um, a postage due situation for almost everything that came in. Wow. Yes, and, and you know, obviously rather than charging or doing anything with that, they, we went ahead and delivered them. Um, and that's where the story got really big is as of right now, Matthew has received over 8,000 books. 8,000 books. That's fantastic. And where have these books come from, Ron? Every corner of the world. That every country. Amazing. You name it. I've heard from them. From, from India, from China, from Australia, from Africa, from the United States, of course, from the UK, all over Europe, everywhere. Oh my goodness! And and what kind of books uh, was Matthew getting from all of these corners of the world? You name it, he's gotten every volume I've ever heard of. <laughs> I mean, and multiples of some. Yes, yes. And uh, not only did he get books, but people were kind enough to. He and his sister got tablets. Mm. Um, he has probably now ten, fifteen backpacks full of school supplies. Oh, that's wonderful. He's received cash, gift cards to help him with clothing. In the original picture, if you notice, uh, his clothing doesn't fit. He's wearing a sweatshirt that is about three sizes too big, shorts that are cinched at the waist. His socks didn't match. Yeah. And um, so people saw that, not only what I had posted in words re requesting the books, but saw how he was dressed and that kind of thing. And the world responded. It was just amazing. Well, just to share with our listeners, I saw this uh, story posted on Facebook and I read the article. It really, really got to me. And in fact, I connected with you on Facebook. And, and one of the things that I do is I get together regularly with some of my classmates from, from Johns Hopkins. And, and I said, you know, guys, we're so blessed that we can get together for dinner every now and then. 
and I shared them the story. I said, guys, let's let's you know take our favorite books from we, when we were 12 years old because I saw the photo and he looked like he had like 20 copies of Harry Potter and Divergent right. and all like the modern you know uh, books that are really popular. So what we did was we wanted to collect some books maybe that were a little bit older that uh, you know that are still classic. So so we got together and did that. And one of the things that I wanted to include was a journal book because I really believe that anyone who loves reading that much probably has an amazing story inside of them that they're going to share with the world one day. And so, uh, you know, Ron, I have to say just the fact that you took the time to post this on Facebook and you took the time to share this and the response has been tremendous. Ron, how did Matthew react when you started delivering packages of books (laughs) to his apartment? He absolutely did not believe they were for him. Wow. You know, nothing like this has ever happened to him, of course, uh, as it hasn't to most people. He just could not believe that all of this stuff was for him. Oh, that's that's incredible. And has he uh, has he been excited to read a lot of these books? I mean, you know, it's it's definitely a step up from reading advertisements. He is absolutely thrilled, and uh, he's such a sweet, sweet kid. He's gone a step further now because you just mentioned that he had various copies of Harry Potter and and some of the more popular current books. He's gone a step further. He went back to his uh, elementary. He's going into junior high. Mm -hmm. He went back to his elementary, and and he and I had talked about it. We had to do something. We couldn't just – obviously, he couldn't keep all of those books, and and why have multiples? But we also didn't want to just give them to a library where – uh, the children would have to bring them back. Right. We wanted to find a way for a, a child to have a book that they actually owned. Yeah. And so he, on his own volition, went back to his elementary school and gave stacks of books to the teachers that worked there so that they then could give them to the children that needed them. That is so fantastic. And, and I did read that recently that Matthew has been – literally handing books out to kids who are getting ready to go back to school. I mean, how how amazing is that, that this young man who who's opened up the hearts of so many people around the world is sharing that generosity with as many people as he can? Well, that is, to me, the bigger story than what I did. I, I really didn't do much. I simply did something we do every day. I made a post on Facebook. The world responded. And Matthew has responded brilliantly uh, since then. Uh, and another thing that he's done, and uh, you've probably seen, is he went to the local skating rink. Mm-hmm. And as children were going in, he was giving them books if they wished. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. I mean, what he's done since then is one of the most incredible things I've ever been involved. It gives me goosebumps just thinking what he's done. You know, it couldn't have been a better scenario, a better child to have received this and then to give. Absolutely. Well, and I also believe that connecting with someone, one of the biggest gifts that you can give someone is the gift of reading. If you share a book, especially one that uh, has made an impact on you, one that has taken you on an adventure, and as you know, I think that is just one of the best ways that you can just show your your compassion, your love for a fellow human being is to share reading and a love of books with them. I, I absolutely agree. You know, my mother taught me to read when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember getting my little golden books in the mail every month or so. Mm-hmm. And I had a treasure, and it was a book by Richard Scarry. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And I kept that book till I was in my 20s. Yeah. And I'm telling you, there was nothing better than that little treasure of mine. And that's, that's exactly what's happening now is Matthew is providing other people with the same thing I had. And doing it from a situation where he had nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And similarly, my mom shared her love of reading with me. And I think that's just one of the best gifts that you can get as a kid. I think it's amazing. Yes, because you can go anywhere, do anything, be anybody through reading. Yes. And I believe that this extraordinary young man has so many opportunities ahead of him. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, if you're enjoying today's episode, consider supporting the podcast. You can purchase a copy of the Corporate Clichés Adult Coloring Book or try out Amazon Prime or Audible using one of my affiliate links, which you can find in the write-up for any of the episodes at bemovingforward.com. Ron, you've made an impact on this young man's life, but it sounds like he has made a tremendous impact on you. How has he changed your life? Well, in many ways. I mean, you know, I've been, uh, I've had a bit of a struggle the last few years um, with various things. And it just shows me that there are people, and especially Matthew with what he's done since, who actually do care about other people who, you know, we're not all about negativity. There's so much negativity. And this is such a positive thing. And, you know, for me personally, Obviously, I didn't do it to get anything out of it. And, you know, nothing, I haven't really gotten anything other than the pure satisfaction that I was looking for. And it comes through a little boy who's just doing the right thing. And really, it boils down to that. You know, the car dealership I worked in had a great owner. uh, And the, the general manager was just an awesome man. He taught me a lot. And they taught me one thing, and which is unheard of in the car business, but that was always do the right thing Mm. period yeah and if you do that things are going to happen that that are positive for for yourself and for other people absolutely and i i'm also a big believer in in pay it forward you know share your blessings share your gifts especially with those who are you know don't have as much and clearly i mean this young man i mean did it surprise you ron that uh that a 12 year old loves reading so much that he would go through the recycle bin to read commercial mail. I mean, when you think of 12-year-olds, you think of, you know, what do you think of? You think of what video games you think exactly. of. Exactly. And that was, that, that's the thing that surprised me the most. That was uh, one of the things on my original post is I couldn't believe that he wasn't after video games or, or any electronics or anything like that. He wanted books, something we take for granted because we've had them in our, in our homes forever yeah we've had access to libraries we've had we've had this stuff and we don't even think twice about it and many people have them sitting on their shelves they read them once and they're still sitting there years later sure sure to us it was nothing right but to him it meant the world yeah well that's fantastic well ron based on recent updates it seems like matthew has more books now than his apartment can hold so since your original post it sounds like um you know, he, you've shared with the world 
an immediate need and the world responded. So I know our listeners, especially those who are hearing this for the first time, would love to give and would love to help. What is the best way that our listeners can make an impact and help someone like Matthew? Because there are kids like Matthew in every state, every city, every neighborhood. And every country. And every country. Uh, absolutely. There, there are millions of Matthews out there. And I didn't realize that. And one of the things I've heard from people, you know, obviously I've made uh, thousands of friends via Facebook because of this. And they're telling me the same stories that, you know, they, they also know people and, and they've donated their books and that kind of thing. So uh, obviously, yes, Matthew has more books than he'll ever be able to read. Uh, I've last time I was at his apartment was a couple days ago and the back porch of the apartment now is just stacked. Wow. And uh, he hasn't had a chance to even open, you know, a half of them. Sure. Sure. And so what I've since then have suggested to people is just do what I did. Go out and find them. They're there. They're everywhere. Use social media. Uh, talk to your neighbors. Talk to go back to the schools, uh, maybe the schools you grew up in, and make a donation of books. Um, I know libraries are important, and, and I like the concept of the library. But I really, really love that a child can actually own it. We want to, you know, I wanted to own it. I didn't want to have to give it back. My Richard Scary book, you couldn't have pried that from my hands. Yeah. So what I'd like now is for people to go identify other Matthews. They're everywhere. And just start asking questions. And, and, and most importantly, start listening. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. Ask questions, but more importantly, listen. And Ron, you did an extraordinary thing. And one of the reasons why this story really caught my attention, because as you mentioned, there is so much negativity in the world. And social media does get a bad rap. You know, there's a lot that people post on social media that that's neither here nor there. And there's a lot of noise. But once in a while, you'll see a story like this. And to me, it is so encouraging to see a post like that gets so much attention and <laughs> from the so world totally too. Unexpected, yes. I, obviously, nobody had any idea how it would go, what would happen. And um, I, I think that if we start using social media for positive things, I think it'll get a lot better. It's always, negativity is always going to be there. But really, let's just filter that out and, you know, go back to what, you know, I was told years ago just do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing. And I love the two takeaways that you've shared. Ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions, but more importantly, listen to what people have to say. And also, I, I, I think live by example. I think you've set an incredible example by asking a question. You posted it on social media. You basically asked the world. When you change that setting from private to public, you're basically asking the world a question. Right. And, and based on your connection with Matthew, and Matthew has done something so extraordinary in sharing these gifts with other kids. And I, I just love that it's just this web that will continue to grow. The more generous right. we are, the more that we pay attention to kids like Matthew. There's definite hope then, you know, if we support kids like Matthew. I love it. I absolutely agree. Again, it couldn't have happened with a better person than Matthew, just the things he's done since, that his willingness to share and, and actually going out and physically giving books to people on the street kind of thing, just amazing. I, I just can't believe it. It's wonderful. And 
I'm so excited. And I, it sounds like, Ron, if I may ask, you've made a very, very deep connection with this family. So it sounds like they're now a, a part of your life. And and I, I want to ask, so is, is Matthew's apartment on your on your permanent, is it going to be on your permanent mail route? Or, you know, I, well, I would hope so. <laughs> Once again, I, I don't have, I won't have a permanent route until I'm uh, become what's called regular. And sometimes that could take uh, a couple of years even. So in the meantime, I'll just do other people's routes. But, you know, the route, the post office, all of that, that has nothing to do with as the relationship that we now have. We're friends. Absolutely. And, and it has no boundaries. So, yeah, we don't live too far away. And, uh, yeah, I go over there and visit them every now and then. And uh, it has been a lot, re- you know, more currently. But uh, we'll be friends. And, and we're talking about, uh, you know, going and, and building rockets Oh, that's and great. shooting them off and, you know, different things that, that, uh, you know, normally you wouldn't do in the course of your job. We've just become friends. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Well, Ron, you've made a huge impact on someone's life and conversely, he's made an incredible impact on you. So, uh, I'd like to close by having you share any, any thoughts you'd like to share with, with our listeners, with our audience. Well, I think uh, that we covered the the most important thing, and that is to just listen and, you know, ask a few questions, but listen and find people that you can help. People want to do good. I know they want to do good. They just need to know how, where, what, when. There's so much negative out there, and I think people get shielded from that. But don't be afraid. Listen. And, and help and it's the little things this didn't cost anybody anything really other than postage yeah it didn't cost anything it just was a feel-good thing and made this boy's life but more importantly i think it went from there and now it's made the world there are kids all over sandy utah now that i've never met that now have books because of something that happened with a facebook post and i love what you said there, it's the little things. And it really does start with the little things, something as simple as asking a question, sending out a book, and more importantly, listening. Ron, I want to thank you so much uh, for taking the time out today, but for more, moreover, just for being an example and making this connection. And you and Matthew, you have, I think, what will be a lifelong friendship. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak and get the story out there as if it wasn't already. But, you know, the more people understand that it's easy to do what I did, it, it takes no special skill, the better. Absolutely. Folks, this is Moving Forward. Start asking questions, but more importantly, listen. Thank you all very much. Have a great week. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Now it's time for you to move forward and discover the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and BeMovingForward.com. All rights reserved.